Welcome back, everybody. It's Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, it's Jared and Bob. It's been less than 10 minutes for us. It's been four days for you guys, right? Three days, four days, however long. I don't, I don't know whether this is a, a Monday, Thursday episode or a Thursday, Monday. But either way, it's been a few days for you guys. A couple minutes over here in our world. So uh, real quick, we just realized in between, uh, we got some housekeeping. Uh, so we got some updates here on the 2022 celebrity death pool. We have two more swings and misses. Uh, who are they? Mike Bossy and Guy LaFleur. Yep. Like Gee, but Guy, whatever. Yeah, Guy LaFleur. The flower. Yeah. So yeah, two hockey guys. Missed on those. Yep. Uh, someone else just died. I mean, people die every day, dude. Well, yeah, no, that's uh, like millions of people die every day, yeah. actually. Um, but I feel like someone famous like just died. Um, I don't know. I just saw that uh, like recently those two went. So yeah, let me throw it on the sheet so we can do our housekeeping of people we once again did not get right. Yeah. Although I think Bossy would have been a fucking chicken shit move because I think he was sick. Oh, yeah. Which is part part of our code. Yeah, yeah. You can't pick people who are already sick. <clears throat> right, right. Um, or I guess people who are terminally ill. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe nobody did die. I don't know, dude. Again, no, there's definitely people who have. It's just we didn't have them. Oh, well, again, I guess Gilbert Gottfried, but we talked about him. So, yeah, but <clears throat> that's that quick little update there on the uh, celebrity death pool that we are striking out left and right here. Uh, so you have uh, a story you want to you want to kick us off with. Yeah, right? I'll kick us off. So uh, Willie Wilcox, great name, is Phenomenal a name. professional golfer, PGA Tour, Corn Ferry. Um. A lot of people remember because he aced uh, 17 at Sawgrass one time. So, you know, he was never like a can't miss guy, whatever, but like good enough to play on tour, right? So in the last month, there's been an article that's come out and he's been doing like the podcast rounds and he is now six weeks sober. At age 30, 35. Okay. Something like that. He's probably like mid thirties. He's six weeks sober. Now he used to start taking pills when he was 15. Hmm. 15. Did he say what kind? opiates yeah didn't didn't matter what didn't matter which ones yeah probably percocet oxys you know whatever they were called birdie pills (laughs) so you're a guy who plays golf right yep i'm a guy who plays golf as you guys have heard hung a huge number at ferncroft (laughs) and i've been neurotic all week trying to figure my shit out out there (laughs) And my handicap is as low as it's ever been. Imagine that. I shoot a 96 on Monday, and then on by Wednesday, my handicap's the lowest it's ever been. Good. So, whatever. It's fucking dumb. Golf stupid. This guy was an insane drug addict and played professional golf, which is just even more of a slap in the face to everyone. <laughs> That's wild. Like, <clears throat> this dude was the top... I don't even know because they say scratch golfers are the top 1%. So it's like, what is a pro top 0.01%? Yeah, like a like a hundredth yeah. of a percent. Yeah. And he was fucked up all the time. Like wow. to the point that like he would get, you know, he would pop a bunch of pills in the morning, drink a bunch of 24 ounce Bud Lights and go, go play. <laughs> Every uh. winter. 
he would go to St. Croix where he said he, it was almost impossible for him to get pills, whatever he'd get clean workout, go crazy, whatever, come out guns blazing, playing super well. And then would just fall back into the same fucking habits over and over and over again. Jeez. And it's funny because, um, Monday Q Ryan French, the guy mm-hmm. who tracks all the Monday qualifiers, he has a podcast. I think it's called the grind. Now he's be called that any given Monday. And he had Willie Wilcox on. And that was like the first like tell all interview after fire pit did um, the feature on him. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, I go, he has interviewed Willie Wilcox before. And I went back and listened to it in the fall of 2020. Hmm. And I listened to what he said, and he was down in St. Croix. Huh. And not no mention, nothing. Like at all. And the only reason like the th- like some of the things that got to him is like when he was younger, he goes, No, no, there were no withdrawals. He goes, whether this is true or not, he goes, Your metabolism is so much higher, you just don't withdraw. Or he goes, You just it doesn't bother you as much. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can believe that, right? Because you think about when you're drinking, right? When you, you can drink a fuck ton when you're 20, 21, 19, 22. And like, you might be a little bit tired the next day, but you're not like crushingly hung over. Yeah. And now at 30 plus you drink half of what you drank at 21 and you can't get off the couch the next day. Yeah. So, so I, I, I believe that. So he went, so he'd go his whole career. Like he would finish a tournament get kind of fucked up, wean off it Tuesday, Wednesday, feel pretty shitty Thursday. And then you would just see his scoring sub subsequently get better, like through the weekend. Like, and it just blows my mind that yeah. this dude is that good. And for his entire career, high school, college didn't matter. He was just banged up on painkillers the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I mean, interesting. So if, if you want, if you want to learn more about like his story, so Fire Pit put out the article. Uh, the Grind has an interview with him. Uh, the Out of Nowhere podcast with Danny Woodhead and Matt Slauson has an interview with him. Um, I want to say there was another podcast. I feel like he did like three or four of them. Uh, sub 70s doing one with them like right now. So he's like really like he's making his rounds. Like if you want to hear the guy's story, it's pretty fucking nuts. Hmm. That's wild. <clears throat> That's kind of like, uh, I mean, a- along the lines of like a John Daly. I mean, I know Daly wasn't pills, but at least maybe not. We, I don't know for sure. But I mean, Daly was fucked up all the time when he was playing. Yeah, he was just drinking though. So it's it's hard to know with him, like, would he drink during the round? Dude, like will like so you you want to talk like, I mean, obviously an addict. One so the the only I think it's the only year, one of the years he made the playoffs. Cause again, the guy was like marginal, like yeah, professional, but like marginal. He made the playoffs, made the first event, made the second event. No, made the first event. And was like 74th on the list. And this was back when you play Boston in the top 70, go to the next one. And he said, he goes, all I have to do is just not go see my buddy. He goes, if I don't go see my buddy, I'll be in Boston. We'll be good. He went and saw his buddy, withdrew from Boston, didn't move on. Yeah. Now, part of that was also fear of drug tests because he w- he knew he wouldn't pass um right which is also interesting because for all the pills and all the other stuff he got nailed for a fucking weed suspension to start his PGA tour <laughs> career and when you when you get nailed like that it's hard to make up because they have like reshuffling and status and it's it's just it's a fucking disaster so it was like the worst thing that could have happened to him he got yeah. nailed for weed. It's like, don't worry about the pills or anything. I mean, I know they get out of your system quicker, but yeah, 
it's oh it's gonna be the weed like yeah you're shitting me yeah wasn't uh wasn't that kind of chris kirk's story wasn't chris kirk a- was he was a drunk um okay and like he attributed a lot to like being alone on the road and whatever. Now he was, he was like a massive alcoholic. Billy Horschel's wife's a super alcoholic. Um, I mean, dude, he's not the only drug addict in sports. Well, like, yeah, not. no. Oh, Chris um, Herron, local guy. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like funny, like thinking about it too. Cause it's like, how good do you have to be at golf? where you can make it to the top on opiates all the time. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I played this morning with Vinny and like, it was, it was fine. Like I said, I said, I, I sent it to you and Jones, like I shot 90. So like, that's pretty fucking good. Right. That's one of the best rounds I've had in a while. Um, but like, I went through some trials and tribulations to sh- on my way to shoot 90. Um, the front nine was absolutely disastrous. Um, I, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up. I think I shot 48, 42, which 48 isn't that bad. I don't think, or 49, 41, whatever it was, was again, a tale of two. Yeah, it was 48 and 42. I had, one, two, three, four. I had five pars on the back and I had two doubles and two triples on the front. <laughs> Pretty sick, right? Sick. <laughs> yep. Two doubles and two triples on the front and four pars on the back. So that's awesome. There we go. That's what you want. Um, I think that's what we're looking for. Yeah, I I I became a mental fucking midget today for like on holes three through 12, 13. I couldn't hit driver. Like I could, I like I, anytime I tried to hit driver, it was just, snap hook is being generous. Like it was, it was, it was bad. Um, but then I, I, I started hitting it better, uh, after like the 12th to 13th hole, whatever one that was, but, um, yeah, it was just one of those, one of those days. So I just think about like that, right. And then pop a couple of fucking oxies before you do that. Yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't get out of the golf cart. <laughs> I'm just thinking it would be the fucking cerebral palsy phase of uh Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. 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 Like no, not, not only that is he drank, he, so he would be on a bunch of pills and then he would drink. Like that's what he would do to prepare for rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I typically don't drink when I golf. Um, so sometimes I do, right. I would say eight, times out of 10, nine, eight, eight, eight and a half. Let's call it odd times out of 10. I don't drink, uh, during the round. Um, but like when I do, like if it, if it gets a little out of hand, like if we're on guys weekend or it's the four of us and we're going somewhere and, or we're doing something and it's like, you know, you have maybe three, four, five drinks. And it's like, you know, by the time you get to the 15th hole, it's like kind of drunk. And you're like, that usually doesn't go well. <laughs> like it usually goes Generally terribly. Not. So I don't know. So it's one of those things where I suck and I do that and things complete, like the wheels fall off. You would imagine like someone that's good enough to be a professional do that. And like, they would suck on like a professional level of sucking. Right. But apparently not some people, it just, I don't know. Some people makes them feel better. <laughs> yeah. Or some people are just fucking good. Yeah. Some people are just really fucking good. Like that's a decent example of when I say, uh, Jack Nicholas could have smoked crack and probably still would have been one of the best ever. Yeah. <laughs> so actually it'll be interesting to see though. Cause so Will Wilcox retired 
uh, last fall and he's back to Monday qualifiers. So he's, um, I mean, he was so fucked up as of when was six weeks ago, February, February. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he, I think he OD'd in February and Jesus he's OD'd like three times. Um, like he's very, very casual about it. Very, very calm. <laughs> yeah. Casual, um, casual OD. What are you doing this weekend? I don't know. I think I might OD. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that was like, I think that was like his fucking finding fucking Jesus moment. But yeah, he talked about it. He goes, I've spent like 20 years just like in this cycle. Yeah. It was going to take me a long time to like not be in that cycle. Yeah, I, he was like, I can he goes, see that. Because that's like a lot of living to do. That's like, because I'm just getting started, like living clean. Like, yeah, since he was 14 it, years old. He, the first pill he took was when he was like 15. Yeah. Oh, you want a birdie pill? Yeah, sure. I guess where, where he's from in Alabama is a mess. Oh, well, hey, say no more. Yeah. So, Alabama. yeah, I mean, but it, he, he's like, it was so easy for me to get all of this stuff. <laughs> it was just in school so easy yeah man so yeah i mean he's gonna be doing his thing i think he's good i think he's playing the monday qualifier tomorrow or when this records it'll be like a week ago but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or when this airs it'll be a week <clears throat> ago so it'll be interesting to see how he does it's gonna be me to fucking birdie fest so yeah as he's good says he's playing well his weight's back he had a fucking last minute equipment change because he was playing like 120 gram stiff shafts. He couldn't fucking hit him anymore. So he's got like 130 X's right now. So. Huh. Hey, good for him. Hopefully he can, hopefully he can figure it out and uh, keep his shit together. Yeah. That's the only thing you just hope for is like, <laughs> do not go back to the pills. Like, dude, you can never play golf again and it'll be fine. Uh, yeah. He also has his own p- podcast tur tur time. T-U-R-E. I think it's like a play on tour time, but T-U-R-E time. Yeah. Yeah. Probably some um, Al- Alabama slang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause that's the thing is like profession, dude, professional might be over. Like you might not play and you might not want to do it anymore. Cause it's a fucking yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah. But I just hope he doesn't go back to fucking pills. Yeah. That never ends well. <laughs> no, because I mean, he'll die at this point. Yeah, like, especially like as you get older, right? Like when you're in your 30s and 40s and you just fucking pound pills, like usually you end up dead, especially when you just OD'd six weeks ago. Well, he went to a treatment center and he said it was the fucking worst. He goes, I never want to go through that again because the withdrawals are real when you're 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, funny. Would, I bet. I guess he's got a friend named Rodney. Is it Rodney? It might be Rodney. I don't know. I think it begins with an R. The guy, he goes, the guy's huge. He he caddied for me. He goes, he carried the golf clubs like a fucking briefcase. Like, (laughs) and it was him who just like, he like grabbed him by the fucking collar and was like, you got to fucking figure your shit out, man. Like Like Michael Clark Douglas in fucking Green Mile. (laughs) Just a massive human being. (laughs) Yeah. So that might be his name. He's caddied for him before. The guy's fucking huge, but... If Rodney stays on him, then I guess we won't fucking look at him anything. Yeah. Hey, hopefully Rodney uh, Rodney pulls through. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. He's on he's on Twitter. He's got his own podcast. Monday. All right. Uh, yeah. Monday Q info. We'll be tracking the Monday qualifier stuff. So he'll be around. All right. Well, that's good. Like I said, hopefully it works out for him. Um. So on a different note. Uh, we covered this, I don't know when, but in a previous episode, we talked about, um, the potential for the United States to move towards a four day work week, right? Remember we talked about that? Yep. Um, some other countries were doing it. De- Denmark for some reason sticks out. Probably Sweden. Know. Sweden was probably doing it. Cause we got to be more like Sweden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They plow their sidewalks better. Yep. Yep. Uh, so it, it was like this whole thing. And so the state of California was like, oh, we're going to switch to a four day work week. Right. So I think Microsoft already does it. Shout out to Bill Gates. 
<laughs> Bill Gates good, dude. Yeah, Bill Gates good from our last episode that was 20 minutes ago for us and four days ago for you guys. Uh, but it's still fresh on my mind. Um, and I think one other company does it. They So someone in California was like, all right, let's do it. We're going to pass legislation. And as a whole state, we're going to mandate four-day work, 32. 32 hours is full-time. You, that's when you qualify for benefits. It's no longer 40 or 37 and a half. I think every state might be different, but I think it's 37 and a half most places. Um, so like whatever that 37 and a half or 40 hours, no more, we're switching to 32 hours. That's it. So they try and propose it and it literally got shot down immediately. Like it just, everyone was like, no, no, we're not doing that. Even in this, the state of California, like arguably the most liberal fucking state in the country. Um, People-wise, at least, policy-wise, I'd say is probably Oregon um, because they fucking basically legalized all drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. And, yeah, they, they decriminalized everything. They have fucking, what was that called? The CHOP or the CHAZ? The, 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 um, there was like no government. It was like an anarchist thing. Oh, in Portland? Yeah, in Portland. Yeah. It was like a whole thing, whatever. Like the whole state of Oregon can get fucked. The whole, was it the eastern, the southeastern corner of Oregon wanted to leave and go become fucking Idaho? It's a disaster. Yeah. So maybe Oregon is the most liberal state, but like California has more people. And like either way, they're like, you know, let's go to a four day work week. And they immediately were like, no. And then people started pushing for it, whatever. And then, that just came out recently that they were like, yeah, we're just going to scrap this all together. Cause I guess they, they put something together. It might've passed in the house and went to the Senate and got shot down. And then instead of like trying to like rekindle it and do whatever, they were just like, yeah, we're just going to let it die. So they're just, they like, didn't even really fight for it. They didn't want it. And you, do you know what they said? Do you know what the California state legislation said? Lay it on me. They go, it's best to leave it up to individual uh, countries. It's best to leave it up to individual companies to determine what they want to do. It's not up to, it shouldn't air. It's like no place of the state government to determine hours or something, something along those lines, right? I'm paraphrasing, but that's what they said. And it's like, you fucking dickheads. I don't understand. I don't understand you guys. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a very that's a very libertarian idea, right? Like that's and now and and it's small government, right? Like it's the government shouldn't tell you, you know, what hours should constitute full-time coverage or work coverage or whatever. It should be up to the individual corporations or companies. It's like that's your response. From the state government of California, California, not it's not Kansas, it's not Arkansas or Texas, it's California. That's like, fuck you guys. You guys, you guys suck. Well, you know what happens immediately if the California government enacts that? Every public employee in California now has to work one day less. Right. So what are they going to do about that? Hire more or just do straight up less work? Yeah. And they were, they didn't want to figure that out. That's how, that's, that's how that worked. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think we talked, we talked about that when we, when we originally talked about this before in Denmark or wherever it was that like, how does that work from a company perspective? Right? Like if you're like, your salary is not going to stay the same. Like if I, if I work 40 hours a week, right. And let's just use round numbers here. If, if so, not, this isn't me clearly, let's just say someone. So if someone works 40 hours a week and they make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and now you're working 32 hours a week, you can't expect to still make a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? That's one fifth, right? Eight, eight out of 40 is one fifth. So you would make $80,000 a year. If you yeah, work 32 yeah. hours a week at $100,000 a year, I'm sorry, if you work full-time now at $100,000 and you switch to this new thing of working 32-hour weeks, you should expect to make $80,000 a year. 
right? Yeah, like people, why sh- aren't, people won't expect that. They'll think, no, i I make the same. I make my salary. Right. And they would, they would have uh, at least an argument there, but from a business standpoint, like the way the world works, right? Like money, not to get like, so like fucking existential here, but money represents time really. Right. Like you work your job, like you, you work, you do something. And as a trade for the time that you give to work, they present you with money. So money technically is a representation of time. So if you're going to spend less time, you're going to get less money. You will, that will, that will happen from employers. I could also argue that time isn't as important as it is, as performance is. So, right. Like the easiest example is a, someone who's in sales. If they work 40 hours and they make X amount of sales that nets them, or I'm sorry, grosses them a hundred thousand a year. Or if now they're down to 32, but they still have the same amount of productivity because they're in sales, they can still gross 100,000. And most employers don't give a shit as long as numbers get met, whatever. So it all depends on what your performance is tied to. Like if you have a job and you don't know like what metrics you're supposed to meet, yeah, fuck, good fucking luck. Like that, like, you should know that. And it's like, because right. especially when it's like, how are you going to be evaluated on your job? Like if they start cutting people, like this is in general, this isn't even if they cut hours, like how do you know if you're on the chopping block, if you don't know how you're evaluated and measured? Right. Which a lot of people work in corporate don't, they just go, oh, I just go and I, I do what I'm told. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Is that what they expect or do they expect more from you? Right. Like, do you ever have like an annual review? Even if you like, don't though, this is, so give, give you an example. So one guy that I, I got, he has been late or he's been with companies twice that have done layoffs and he was working remote for both of those companies and was laid off both times. Jeez. So Although he was meeting expectations, the way that you get measured, evaluated, whatever, was going to be directly tied to being in the building. So it's like a lot of people don't think about this shit when they're employed by more faceless organizations. It's like if one thing fucking goes wrong, like, and you don't have a fucking pot to piss in, you're fucking out. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter that no one told you this. No one told you that. It's like, I showed up for work every day. I did this. Like, how are you fucking measured? How are you fucking evaluated? And it's like, if you don't do that shit. Right. And you don't know that. Like I could, I could ask people right now, like, how are you evaluated for your job? How are you measured at work? Like, how do right. you know that you're doing a good job? Right. And people won't know. And Mine's easy because it's just the bank accounts, but um, (laughs) like people don't know that. Now, again, you have to be a little bit of a bigger corporation for this to be an issue. Um, But yeah, even with that, it's like, I know this was about like the work week. It's like, be prepared. Like if that ever does come, like if, if be, be prepared, they're going to, they're going to take back from you. Like whether you, whether, whether you, so like if they roll out, it's like, oh, we're going to start rolling out a four day work week. It's like, oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah. It's, you, you can opt into it. It's like, oh, is there a pay cut? It's like, oh, well, you know, it's 80% of the work, but we'll just cut pay like, you know, 10% or whatever. Yeah. But then when it's time to like promote people or move on or like this, that well, opportunity, it's like, the people that they see more are going to be the ones that they fucking go for. So it's like, yeah, people are so fucking afraid to work these days now. And it's like, everyone wants to work remote and everyone's more productive at home. And like, I fucking heard it all. You're more flexible at home. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. You're not more productive. <clears throat> Cause if you're more productive at home, why were you so unproductive in the office? Like right. why, why did you suck so bad at your job before? 
<laughs> no, like de- dead serious. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I, I hate this shit where people are like, oh, I'm so much more productive at home. I'm like, then why were you such a bad employee before? Well, I wasn't a bad employee. Then why the fuck didn't you do your work? Yeah. Before. What the right. fuck was so different before? Right. No, you're more flexible now. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You can run to the grocery store in the middle of, well, maybe not the grocery store, but like you can run to Target or like CVS or something. Like you can make yeah. a quick trip if you're back within a half hour. Yeah. Right? Or like, if, or if like you, you can leave your house and come back within a half hour and like no one really knows. Yeah. The, or the if you don't have to like attend a time sensitive anything, appointment, meeting, whatever, and you want to do five fucking hours in the morning from 6 a.m. to 11. And then you want to do from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Sometimes they allow that because they just look at your online time as uh, as eight hours and all right. your production is done. Then you're good. Right. And you're or more they flexible. look at it like just get your work done. And as yeah. long like you could work from 6 a.m. to noon every single day. But like as long as you get all your work done or 5 a.m. from to noon yeah. every day, you know what I mean? And as long as you're getting all of your work done, they don't give a fuck. Like they just want the work to get done. They don't care when it like they don't care what time of day it gets done as long yeah. as it gets done before the deadline. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't think people need a fucking four day work week. No, no. Because <clears throat> then I saw this other thing. Some people were talking about Switching to a four-day work week, but then working 10-hour days. So it's the same? It's the same amount of work time, theoretically. I'm like potentially okay with that because yeah, like frankly, most people phone it in on fucking Friday anyway. Like yeah. Fridays are a joke. Yeah. So it's like if Fridays are going to be a joke, then fucking bag them. But I don't know. Well, because then you run into, I, I mean, that, that would be fine, right? Like if you wanted to make, if you wanted to have, if you wanted to switch your company to a four-day work week, but have your employees work four 10-hour days instead of five eight-hour days, and that's how you justify um, paying them the same amount of money, sure, yeah, go for it. But everyone that works any type of like office job knows that when you work an eight hour day, I'm using quotes if you're not watching on YouTube here, uh, some air quotes, you're not working for eight hours. Like nobody that works an eight hour day works for eight hours straight. Yeah, like it's Peter from Office Space in a given week, probably 15 minutes of real actual yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you have to factor in some downtime, some procrastination time. Like it's real. It's really what happens in an office. So if you're now making each day two hours longer, are is that two hours longer that you're making a day going to be filled with productive work or is it going to be filled with bullshit work or bullshit time fill? You know what I mean? Because I would, I would say you're more likely that adding two hours in a day is going to just add two hours of bullshit time. So I would get fired as CEO of this company. I would actually argue that we should cut two hours off the day and still expect the same amount of productivity and now see some motherfuckers work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll pay you the same. Yep. But you only have six hours a day. Yeah. Like eat lunch on the fly. Right. It's like, oh, well, I need a lunch break. All right. Well, then you work eight hours. Then that fine. You work eight. Right. Everyone else can work six. You can work eight. Yeah. Well, I don't want to work eight. All right. Well, you can't have it both ways. Right. Right. Um, so six hour days. That 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 would be my corporation. You need to be as productive as you were in eight, and you got to do it in six. Dude, honestly. And you can pick your hours. You want to start at six because you want to get in way before traffic and leave at noon. Cool. Yeah. You're fucking lazy ass. You want to come in at three and work till nine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I think initially, if a company did that, it would be met with like a, a, a lot of backlash, right? They'd be like, you yeah. can't do, you can't expect that, like whatever. But like, if you stopped and think and thought about it, 
in an so eight, doable in an eight hour day, how much productive work actually gets done? I don't know. Dude. I would say like, anywhere like that, anywhere between depending on the day, like depending on the day, some days you might only be two hours, but I would say on, on average across the board, across all jobs, right. That are, that are, you know, office-based, um, I would say in an eight hour shift, you're probably on average have productive work anywhere between four to six hours, right? That seems like uh, four seems right. Six seems like a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm also thinking too, like you ha- you do have people that are like accountants, right? That like, oh, yeah, so I'm work, saying on, on like average they, across they, all things. They so legit like an just accountant, do math for fucking 12 hours a day. Yeah. I was going to say accountants work productively for 15 hours a day. Like they, so like they skew, things get skewed both ways. When I was working at Compass, I worked productively for about two hours a day. So it's like, you know what I mean? That's why I feel like the average falls somewhere between four and six. So call it five, right? There we go. In the, on the average eight hour workday, there's probably on average about five hours of productive work that actually gets done. So if you shorten to that's the like, day, no, not me. I, I'm, I'm different. I'm better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do yeah. eight hours of productive work every day. <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. Cool. So you never go on Twitter. You never go on Instagram. Yep, no, no, I, no Facebook. I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no Amazon. Nothing. Yeah, don't yep. drink coffee. Yeah, yeah. Don't get up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you piss in a jar at your desk. <laughs> you insert a catheter every day when you sit at your desk. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't talk to anybody in the nope, office. No one. No one even knows I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just so productive. Yep, yep. From from punch in to punch out, just straight production. So if if you if you figure right that in an average eight hour day, you get about five hours of productive work. If you cut the day to six hours, that still allows for one hour of like non-productive work in a day. Like, I don't think that's unreasonable. Like, I know you said it like kind of in jest, but like- It's not a bad idea. I don't think that's a bad idea. It's not. Especially if you go in with the premise, like I will pay you the exact same, but your production has to stay the same. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good idea. Like I, I would be definitely, the CEO of a company. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on what the what the business is, the um the flexible time thing is perfect too. But like it depends on the business and it also depends on the department, right? Like if you're if you're a customer service representative, you can't work from 6 a.m. to noon. You just can't. <laughs> Depends, unless you, it depends, unless though, you because had you, if another you have person, shift, if you have right. shift people, if you have, if you turn it into a shift job and it's yeah. overlapping time, then yes, you can. But yeah, I mean, listen, you don't get to pick like, oh, I'm gonna work uh, one thirty to set. No, right, six to twelve, twelve to six, three to nine. We're open from six to nine. Yeah, you pick. Yeah, or whatever, whatever's in the middle. Yeah, that, yeah, like that stop and shop. It's like a stop and shop schedule. Actually, kind of right. Yeah, because we used to have behind the desk. It would be eight to one. That purse. It would be eight to one, ten to three, one to six, and three to close. Yeah, that's what we did. So it it, uh, it always staggered, except the back, t- the beginning two hours and the end two hours. Yeah, that's what we did at the liquor store too. For the the part timers, it was eight. To, it was eight, almost exactly the same. I think it was eight to one, ten to three, and then three to either ten or eleven. So three to close, depending on what day of the week it was. And then sometimes, depending on the day, it, like if it was like a holiday, like we might toss in like a twelve to six, or like a two to nine. Or something like, like we would throw in some weird shifts, like, you know, if we were coming up on like the 4th of July or something and, or we would have like multiple people on shifts. So, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like those are standard shifts, you know, eight to one, 10 to three, three to close. Seems like it makes sense. Yeah. So if you want me to be the CEO of your company, uh, let me know. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, you're already the CEO of one company, right? Well, are you co? Can you be co CEOs? I'm fucking CEO of that place. <laughs> if we're if we're dishing out titles, I am absolutely the CEO of that place. <laughs> Would Chris be? Um, I don't know. What are all the different C's? There's COO. What's that? Chief operations officer or officer of operations. However, he could be, he could definitely be COO. That, that seems to work. Cause I was going to say, he's certainly not CFO. <laughs> no, that would also be you. <laughs> yeah. He does. You know what though? We do split that role. Okay. I just imagine him with numbers is like, fucking caveman no so he he so i deal with like when it when it when it comes like the finances he deals with the current stuff and i deal with the accounting and the bookkeeping stuff okay that makes sense so yeah we split that there's a cmo chief marketing officer um We don't do marketing in the traditional sense. Yeah. Uh, CTO, the technical officer. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I know how to use Google Drive, that that makes that me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how do you use this printer? I don't know, Chris. It's the same fucking printer we've had for 12 years. That came up the <laughs> other day. He goes, why won't this print? I go... <laughs> I go, before we start, do you have it set to the printer? I don't know. Did you blow on it? It wasn't set to the printer. <laughs> well, that's what I thought, but I didn't want to do anything. How long were you going to sit there and not print that for? <laughs> yep. All right. So you're definitely the CTO. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of any other ones. I think that's it. I mean, if there was like a relationship manager type thing. Yeah. The executive president or vice, yeah. Executive president of customer experience. That's like, do you want to talk? Like, this is the funny thing of like being kind of in the corporate world now, like our clients are in the corporate world in my new job. Like some of the titles of these people is like, Dude, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Who cares? Have you met a director of first impressions yet? (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. But like, there's literally like people that are like the executive vice president of uh, customer experience or something like that. And it's like, okay, so you run the HR department or like you or you run like whatever customer service. But like, there's so many different parts to that title that are just hilarious to me. The executive vice president. So like. Is there a non-executive vice president? Yeah. Like you're. And then. You have to make yourself feel better for being a vice president versus a president. So is there an executive president or is it just president? No, it's just probably just the president. So it's just the president. And then right below him is the executive vice. Yeah. And then below him is just the vice president. Yeah. So you have three levels of, I would call middleman, middle to upper middle management of like, what the fuck do you say that you do here? (laughs) If you have handled the goddamn customers, (laughs) you have a president of now to be fair, the president on that level might be responsible for a couple different levels. So like, It might be like the president of customer relations, right? Who has the executive vice president of customer experience, the executive vice president of external affairs, the executive vice president. You know what I mean? Like there might be like two or three executive vice presidents under the president of whatever, but like still, dude, like what the fuck? What are we doing? What like why why you just have to like you just have to make more t- more fucking titles for yourself like you just have to make more names up 
like, oh yeah, no, I'm the executive vice president of fucking uh, custodial services. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh, cool. So oh, it's like, uh, what is it? It's like in in uh, Captain America: Civil War when Spider Man pops in. He's like, oh, we're using our fake names. Okay, uh, well, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> it's like, oh, so we're using our fake titles. All right, I'm the executive vice president of custodial services. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Or like. What is it? I, they were on my at, at Compass. There was a guy. There was a guy. He changed. He got his title changed. I and mean, he was a nice guy, but he got his title changed to director of like de- development and impact, or impact director of impact and development. And it's like, what does that even mean? Nothing. Director of impact and development. Like he was the like the marketing manager. Right. Like his original title, whatever he got hired for, whatever was like marketing manager. And he got a a title change to director of impact and development. Like you said, he was a nice guy, but like, what does that mean? I don't know. So people, people get so fucking uptight about like titles and like what they're like, oh no, it's, it's, I'm the, you know, I'm not the administrative assistant. I'm the uh, director of record keeping. It's like, you just want the word director in your title. Like you're a cunt. <laughs> what it boils down to. Director of sitting on cucumbers. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the director of records and, and record keeping. Fuck off, dude. archival affairs yeah yeah archival affairs (laughs) i'm the executive vice president of archival affairs (laughs) (laughs) right because that's what it is right when it boils down to is people want like long titles because it makes them sound important it's like you're you're not people are are fucking clowns you're not you're an idiot you're just an asshole actually like if someone ever came to me and said that i'd be like oh so you're an asshole And usually too, it's like, oh, what do you do for work? They'll tell you their title if it's bullshit. Whereas sometimes like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm in sales. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, again, when I was at Compass, I would be like, oh, like people were like, oh, what are you doing? I go, I run the outdoor education department. And like, that was it. Like my title was like outdoor education coordinator. I'm like, okay. Like, Someone's like, oh, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm an outdoor education coordinator. No, it's it's a lot easier to be like, oh, I run the outdoor ed department. Or like now, now it's easy because they're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, a project manager. Um, describing what we actually do is a little bit more difficult when people are like, so like, what does your job do? I'm like, well, we do like change management. <laughs> like we help people like plan moves and location changes and stuff i don't know it's like because it's hard it's hard to describe like i know what we do but like it's a it's it's difficult to explain it to other people because you see like their eyes just kind of gloss over and they're like oh okay okay i didn't know that if you can't explain it does it actually exist uh probably not i would say didn't think so yeah um well, you know who else can't explain things is uh, number 46, Joe Biden. Um, he made a, a slip up not too long ago. He was, he was talking about, I actually retweeted this, um, or I quote tweeted it to technically. Um, there was, it was a video clip that someone posted of him saying giving a speech that was him saying um at one point he was the poorest person in congress or whatever and he's like rambling on about being poor and then there's a quick clip right at the end or a quick segment right at the end of the clip where he's like he like starts to trail off and do his whole like dementia thing and then he goes well you know i thought that or I always used to think that, you know, you shouldn't get paid to be in Congress anyway. 
And then like the video, like the clip ends. And all of Twitter was just being like, calling him out for like the lie, right? Be like, he was never the poorest. If he's so poor, why was he worth like a million, 1.5 million in like 1970 something, like whatever, whatever it was, like they were ripping him for that. And when I quote tweeted it, I was like, I think people are focusing on the wrong part of this video. Like, I don't really give a shit that he lied about being the poorest person in Congress. But like the last thing he said before the end of the video was that he believes that people shouldn't be paid to be in Congress. Like, how are we not taking this and running with it? And it, does, it doesn't, doesn't fit. Yeah. But like, that's, that's what people need to be like, Oh, Hey, psh, we need to push for this. We need to make, make Congress part-time again, <laughs> you know, or like reduce their sound. Like you should be a public servant. Like you shouldn't go in as, you know, a Nancy Pelosi or a Dan Crenshaw, two pieces of shit. You shouldn't go in with a $150,000 a year salary. And then when you get out of Congress, or like technically, I guess Nancy Pelosi never got out of Congress, but, you know, fast forward 40 plus years later, you made $100,000, $150,000 a year. How are you now worth like $20 million? Inflation, like that, dude. Like that just doesn't add up, right? So it's, it's uh, like you're, you're not asking, you're not asking the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the insider trading or anything. It's, it's no, fucking it's, dude. Biden wasn't the poorest when he said that. Like, yeah, that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't the poorest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. We should, we should probably reduce their salaries, right? You should be a public servant, which means you're a, you're a servant to the public, which means that when we vote for your dumbass. You do what we say, not the other way around. No. <laughs> no. Just, just no. Just no. No. Yeah. yeah. No counterpoint. Just no. Nope. You just don't get it, man. I don't. Actually. You should understand politics the way I do. <laughs> Someday, maybe. Eh, we can only hope, right? Hmm. All right. Should we uh, wrap this up? It's about that time. Yeah, let me uh, let me pull up the article that I need. Yes, because it pertains to Encore. Aha! Uh-huh. So there was a woman from Quincy that was arrested, basically for loan sharking. There's another name they use for it. So it's some 50 year old Asian lady, and basically what she would do is she would go around at Encore and. If someone was kind of like losing, she would pull out cash and be like, all right, do you need a loan? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll stake you some money, blah, 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 like whatever. And the reason she got in charge or the reason it's called use usury, U-S-U-R-Y, hmm. usury, is because her interest rates were higher than the legal limit. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what she what she would do, or also, yeah, yeah, okay. Same as loan shark. It's the same thing. So she would do 5% daily, 10% a week, which is well above 20% annually. Um, and she would also do this primarily with other Asian players and at the high limit tables. So I just think that's pretty funny. So Obviously, something happens with regarding Encore. What's my first move? We got to ask Nikos. Ask Nikos. So I hear about this. I go, Nikos, do you know about the woman who got arrested? He goes, he goes, no, but I definitely know about some Asian lady that used to like float around, like doing her thing. I go, yeah, dude, that's who this is. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's got to be it. And he turns around and goes, he goes, actually, it's funny. He goes, you know who this is. <laughs> he goes, uh, it's the woman that yelled at uh, Finn at Foxwoods one time. The only problem is she didn't yell at Finn. She yelled at me. <laughs> so we were playing blackjack. Dude, I think I was like 22. So it was like 
it was my first time at Foxwoods, first time playing like real tables. Like one time we played at the poker room up in New Hampshire. Um, like, dude, I really don't know what we're doing. It's like a when it's like a fucking Wednesday at one o'clock, and like there's not much open, so it's like whatever. So we sit down, and I don't know the basic strategy very well. And I know it way better now, but I didn't know it well then. So I made a mistake. I probably hit, I probably hit on 16 looking at a three or something like, like we're like the ones where it gets weird with the basic strategy. Cause it's like, I'm looking at it. Like, well, I have 16, 16 is kind of a shit number, but I'm looking at a three. Like they could easily get 21, like not mathematically, but yeah, it could easily right. happen. Like where they're still alive. So I think I hit. And so she was unhappy about that because it's the whole thing, like unwritten rules, whatever. I took her card, whatever. I don't know. Um, so she doesn't like that. And she's like still yelling. And I don't and I I genuinely don't know what she's saying. Like I, yeah. I really cannot make out what she's saying. So I get another hand at some point. I look at it. I go, What do you want me to do? She goes, hit. Fine, hit. All three or all four of us lost at the table. And I look back at her and go, so how did that work out for you? Because <laughs> I'm pissed because she won't stop yelling. Yeah. And then the next hand that comes out, again, it's like, a, dude, I was getting like all these shit hands, like yeah. shit, shit hands. So I think I had a 13 looking at a six. I just look her dead in the eyes. I go, Hit. <laughs> <laughs> and she fucking freaks out. So I think I busted out at that point. It was like the last hand. I'm like, I go, I don't know what you want me to do here. I go, I don't know the rules. Or I go, I don't know what you're saying. I go, I lost with my way. I lost with your way. And then I lost <laughs> intentionally messing with you. So yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. Cause either yeah. way I'm going to lose. Like I'm gonna like like I'm gonna lose. So like I don't think I really care what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the woman that uh got nailed at fucking encore like eleven years later. Wow. Sounds like she did pretty well at the blackjack tables. <laughs> she if must she have been doing something. To... Well, no, no, she doesn't see you don't make the money loan sharking, you make the money, or I'm sorry, you don't make the money playing, you make the money the loan sharking. Right, 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 right. But you just said you have to have the money to loan. Well, yeah, you get it. You start it out. Start small. <laughs> Build up a bankroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a hundred bucks, but you're going to owe me 120. Yeah, 5%. Yeah. So not bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was even, so not only did someone tell me about it, I immediately go to Nico's Nico's knows who it is. And then it was the same fucking lady that yeah, I was fucking yelling at at the blackjack table in Foxwoods. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, Nico's knew exactly who it was too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was no other, there was, dude, it was, it was some lady getting arrested for loan sharking at Encore. There is no detail about that. That Nico's wouldn't know the person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So with my final thought, um, I was gonna go with like a political one, but I changed my mind. I, I we did enough politics with the stupid Biden thing. All it was was about Bernie. Cliff notes, Bernie Sanders might run again in 2024. That's that's all I was going to basically get to. Well, um, who gives a fuck? So my my actual final thought now is like, this is another callback. This has been a whole night of callbacks. I think we did a couple in the in the last episode and then now in this episode. Um, previously, uh, we talked about those, um, was it like MIT or like something like robot pizzas. Remember, remember we talked about that. It was like AI was going to make start making pizzas like robots were going to do it. And it was going to be like, whatever. And I don't know. I remember like, like the fake manufactured steaks. Is that the same thing? No, where was like a, uh, it was like a mobile pizza company. Oh, that was like robots. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah. It was all automated. So oh, I, thought, I thought you meant the pizza was fake, not the. Oh, no, 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 no. Like it was just made by 
robots and AI. So um, there is a pizza company, I believe, called 800 Degrees, um, has technology from kitchen robotics. Um, oh, from a kitchen robotics company called Piestro. So the, the pizza company is called 800 Degrees. They're partnering with a kitchen robotics company called Piestro to try and increase their restaurant profit margins. The two brands recently announced a partnership called 800 Degrees to Go. Hey, real fucking genius marketing. Who's the CMO over there? They should be fucking fired. I'd but, fire him if I was the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> so they use automated ghost kitchens to make artisanal made-to-order pizza. And so the use of robotics cut the pizzeria's labor costs and increased profit margins from 22% to 45%. And 800 degrees to go is now accepting investors through a crowdfunding platform. So you have this company, 800 degrees, which is a pizza company. They just partnered with a robotics company to essentially fire their employees and use robots to make their pizzas instead. I can guarantee you the pizza is going to suck, right? Like we, and I think we talked about this before, like there is no way I refuse. I refuse to believe that a robot can make a pizza in the same way that a human can. It just can't be done, right? Like there's just, I don't know. You want to call it made with love or whatever the fuck you want to say. How about um, made with skill? How about not, how about let's yeah. use like an actual thing. Yeah. Where it's like someone who's good at making a pizza is going to be good at making a pizza and a robot's a fucking robot. Yeah. Yeah. So all this is, is basically just a way for them to try and increase their profit margins in making ghost kitchens, which <clears throat> is this new thing that restaurants are trying to do. So if you, do you know what a ghost kitchen is? Have you heard that before? No. Chipotle does this now. So a ghost kitchen is a restaurant that you can't actually go to. So it has employees that makes things, but they're essentially only to go, right? So um, kind of in a way like a Domino's, like every single Domino's that I think I've been into, they don't have seats, right? Like you can't sit down and eat at a Domino's, um, but you also get to go in. So it's not quite the same. A ghost kitchen is like customers don't go inside. The only people that go inside are employees. So like I said, Chipotle has been doing this for uh, like a, a couple of years now, I think. They have locations where they have people inside making burritos and bowls and all that shit. And then like delivery drivers just come pick it up and deliver the food. Like customers don't go inside. Um, so now that's what this company is going to do, this 800 degrees. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's dumb. Like I said, to pay, it's to piggyback off of a previous conversation we had on the podcast. Um, I think I think there is room for AI in the world, right? Like we already see it in grocery stores. Like eventually cashiers probably aren't going to exist anymore. It's all going to be self-checkout. Um, there's, we're already looking at um, self-driving cars and trucks. So like truck drivers are going to be phased out. Like now you're going to get rid of fucking chefs, right? Like you're going to get rid of cooks and chefs and all that shit. Like, I don't know. That's, that's a little much for me. Um, Cause I also think the food's not going to be that good. Like I said, I refuse to believe a robot can make food in the same way that a human being can. Nope. Definitely so. not pizza specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck that. Fuck all of them. Um, they suck. <clears throat> so thank you though. You guys don't suck. Uh, although some of you might, if you listen to this show, there's a solid chance. Um, I suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we suck. So there's a solid chance that you suck because uh, you like us. But uh, thank you guys for watching. Again, like, rate, review, subscribe. Give us a thumbs up um, wherever you're listening. Spread the word. Tell everybody you know. 
Uh, you can, what doesn't suck actually when it comes to food is grill your ass off. So you go to grillyourassoff.com, uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod uh, for 15% off every single time you check out. They get everything you need. Seasonings, their hot sauce is amazing. Um, it's brand new. They've got uh, barbecue sauce, pickles, olives. They have these habanero stuffed olives that I think I might buy. Um, they're called donkey balls, which I think is hilarious. Um, they get everything over there. So go to grillyourassoff.com, use the promo code SarcasmPod, um, 15% off every single time you check out. Uh, also, thank you to mybookie.com. Uh, same promo code, SarcasmPod. Uh, we'll double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at SarcasmSpeaksPod, on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore speaks, Facebook, Sarcasm Speaks, website, SarcasmSpeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Tell everybody you know about the show. And until next time, good night.